America has become a fatherless nation. Fatherlessness is anathema and elicits a curse from God that becomes a decimating scourge on the nation that proliferates and promotes it. History and sociological statistics tell us that wherever and whenever there is an absence of fatherhood, there is an increase in sin and rebellion, along with the resultant crime and corruption that sin and rebellion engender in any society so affected. God's message to America and Americans in this hour of fatherlessness is repent before it is too late. Welcome to the Real Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert. In an hour when deception and apostasy is rampant on earth, the need for proclaiming the real truth has never been more desperate. Jesus prophesied, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the written and rhema prophetic word of God that He is revealing in this hour concerning the church Jesus is building is our goal. Affecting real change in the hearts and minds of believers in Christ in order to fulfill the purposes and plans of God is our purpose. God says in Malachi 4, 5 through 6, Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and smite the land with a curse. The state of affairs in the world today, wherein corruption and criminality is ubiquitous, makes it evident that the land has been smitten with a curse, as the prophecy of the prophet Malachi predicts. Indeed, we see revealed in these two verses culminating the Old Testament the fundamental root cause of all that corruption and criminality, a dearth of fatherhood. History and sociological statistics tell us that wherever and whenever there is an absence of fatherhood, there is an increase in sin and rebellion in the affected society, accompanied by a long list of resultant crimes and corruption that sin and rebellion inevitably engender. The produce of a dearth of fatherhood in individual lives and collective society is disorder and disobedience 
of all sorts and kinds, both to God's authority and God's delegated authority, i.e. human authority, on earth. Lack of fatherhood produces rebellion and lawlessness of every kind, which always strongly impacts every society and nation in which it transpires, not merely in a negative way, but a destructive way. The ultimate end of lawlessness is always destruction of the underpinnings that hold any society together. Thus, the pattern is that fatherlessness begats lawlessness, and lawlessness begats destruction. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalms 11.3 The Spirit laments through the psalmist. Moreover, it is the destruction of the foundations of human society that has a profound part in causing the entire world to reel and everything that can be shaken to be shaken in this last hour. The profound and far-reaching negative impact of fatherlessness is manifest in every segment of societies around the world today as well as in the church realm. Desperate beyond comprehension and expression is the need for godly fathers to emerge in both realms to manifest the many positive and desirable effects that result only from the proper spiritual function of fatherhood. It simply cannot be an accident or coincidence that the Old Testament concludes in the last two verses in the last chapter of the last book, Malachi, with this prophecy. Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord, and he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and hearts of the children to their fathers lest I come and smite the land with a curse. Malachi 4, 5 through 6. I believe the primary purpose of the prophetic, or at least the Elijah type of prophetic ministry, those who operate in the, quote, spirit and power of Elijah, end quote, Luke 1, 17, is to restore fatherhood and reclaim fathers, both in the spiritual and natural realms. The state of affairs in the world today makes it evident that the land has been smitten with a curse, as the Malachi prophecy predicts. Corruption and criminality is ubiquitous, so much so that in some regions of America, Governments cannot build and maintain the number of prisons needed to incarcerate all the law-breaking criminals. We see revealed in this one passage of Scripture culminating the Old Testament the fundamental root cause of all that corruption and criminality, a dearth of fatherhood. History and sociological statistics tell us 
that wherever and whenever there is an absence of fatherhood, there is an increase in sin and rebellion, along with the resultant crime and corruption sin and rebellion engender societally. This is Stephen Lambert. We trust you're enjoying this episode of the Real Truth Podcast. You can submit your comments and questions at realtruthradio.com. The produce of a dearth of fatherhood in individual lives and collective society is disobedience of all sorts and kinds, both to God's authority, Revelation 12.10, and the seven types of God's delegated authority, i.e. human authority, which include civil authority, Romans 13.1-7, and familial authority, 1 Corinthians 11.3. Indeed, fatherhood is the expression or manifestation on earth of God's authority. God is a father, the ultimate father. He created the human race out of his need for fellowship with someone other than himself, i.e., the Godhead. Fatherhood is comprised of unique properties and characteristics and produces unique results that cannot be produced through any other office or function, regardless of the amount of earnestness, diligence, or sincerity that is applied. There is no substitute for fatherhood. When it is absent, there simply is a void. When there is a void of fatherhood, there is the absence of the things that fatherhood provides. The void of fatherhood can be filled by nothing and no one else. Motherhood, though needed and necessary, is no substitute for fatherhood. Mothering, even by the most competent of mothers, cannot replace or substitute for fathering. When and where there is motherhood, but no fatherhood, there is a stark lack of what fatherhood provides, along with the inevitable and unavoidable fruits and consequences of that lack. One of the most significant and impactful of these voids resulting from a lack of fatherhood is that authentic manhood and all God intended it to entail, is not modeled. In that vacuum, a male child cannot see what godly manhood looks like, and he has nothing to emulate. And so the vacuum is often filled, in some respects, instead with traits and thought patterns modeled by the women 
who are the authority figures in his life. In other words, in varying degrees and ways, emasculation transpires, despite being unintended and undesired. Jesus prophesied, An hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be His worshiper. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Proclaiming the real truth of the Word of God to the world, the Real Truth Radio Network at realtruthradio.com. Fatherhood is a manifestation and expression of the God kind of love. God is love, 1 John 4, 8. Moreover, God is the Father the original and preeminent father. Thus, fatherhood is synonymous with agape love, i.e., the God kind of love. Fathering is the ultimate expression of love. God, who is a father, is love. Godly fatherhood love, love of the Spirit, is the purest love. Love, that is to say, fatherhood, never fails. 1 Corinthians 13.8 For God never fails. Deuteronomy 4.31 and 31.6 and 8. Albeit, it is obvious that human fathers do fail. Nevertheless, though human fathers fail, fatherhood never fails. For God from whom fatherhood of the Spirit emanates, never fails. God is a Father, and He cannot fail. The failings or failure of fathers is not a failure of the office or function of genuine fatherhood. To give an analogy, a particular president of the United States might fail to carry out his duties properly, competently, or productively. But that does not mean that that person's failure is a failure of the office of the presidency. Because one person occupying the office of the presidency fails, that does not mean what constitutes the office needs to be modified because the failing was the product of the person occupying the office, not carrying out his duties properly or effectually. So also it is with the office or function of fatherhood. Fatherhood is spiritual. God is spirit. John four twenty four. Fatherhood, then, is of the spirit. That is, it is a spiritual matter 
and its essence is spiritual. It is not merely an abstract concept or ethereal matter, meaning not of this world or non-substantial, nor merely a set of philosophical principles. Fatherhood is a manifestation of the Spirit of the Heavenly Father. Authentic fatherhood is a spiritual and therefore a supernatural thing, not a human natural thing. Yet, fatherhood cannot be merely spiritualized, that is, be manifest separate from the natural. While it is intrinsically spiritual of the unseen realm, it is manifest in the natural, the seen realm. Fatherhood is intrinsically an internal as opposed to external matter, even though it is manifested externally. It emanates from within or manifests from the inside out. Thus, fatherhood is not something that can be worn externally like a shirt. Buying a t shirt with Super Dad printed on it does not make you a super dad or a godly father at all. If you are a father, the ultimate judge of whether or not you were a super dad will not be yourself or even your children, but God the Father. And one day, every human father will stand before God to give account for his fathering. Fathering is not comprised of mere sentiment or emotion or even affection, but rather actions, actions of servitude. In the Lord, a father is simultaneously the ultimate servant laying down his life for his family and the ultimate source or gateway of agape love, which also entails genuine godly authority to his family. Proper, that is, scriptural authority, that a father exercises in his family toward his children is a manifestation of fatherly love that emanates from the Spirit. Proverbs 13.24 et al. Are you enjoying this podcast? Would you take just a minute to think about all the precious resources it takes to produce and make available a resource such as this? Time, talent, thinking, planning, preparing, studying, writing, editing, organizing, recording, audio editing, a multiplicity of post-production and publishing tasks, and on and on it goes. The big professional news and media companies employ 10 to 20 people to produce a presentation such as this podcast at a cost of hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you enjoy the program, would you be so kind as to take a minute and pray to ask God if he would have you lend a helping hand our way in the form of financial support? 
In about 30 seconds, you can donate at paypal.me forward slash SLM Inc. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash S-L-M-I-N-C to make a donation of any amount. Your gifts would be so greatly appreciated and used for the glory of God in the production of this program. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you abundantly for your generosity and graciousness. Fatherhood is the reflection of the Father. Jesus said to the disciples, Philip specifically, He who has seen me has seen the Father. John 14, 9. Demonstrating that God the Son was, is, a reflection and embodiment of God the Father. The foundation of the kingdom of God is fatherhood. In essence, all kingdom principles are fathering principles rooted in fatherhood because the person of highest rank and sovereignty in the kingdom of God is God the Father. Therefore, It only follows that there is no higher office or function than fatherhood. Our relationship with God is a relationship between a father and his spiritual children or offspring. Fatherlessness produces dysfunction. Fathering failure or the dearth of the functions of fatherhood produces dysfunctional and self-destructive familial relationships, both in natural families as well as spiritual families, i.e. churches. The profile of dysfunctional families is fraught with rivalry, competition, jealousy, contentions, strife, and such things oftentimes without resolution in this life. Psychologists and mental health practitioners can not only confirm that reality, but also the lifelong damage such consequences of dysfunction inflicts upon those experiencing it. But just as importantly, Beyond the pews and behind the platforms, churches, because they are spiritual families, consisting of multiple natural families, are invariably likewise fraught with such consequences of dysfunction. Churches are intrinsically a macrocosm of the families comprising them. So it is also within the ranks of fivefold ministers more today than previous times. The primary cause of the lack of substantial collegiality and collaboration, or co-labor, that God intended to transpire among fivefold ministers is the lack of godly and effectual spiritual fathering in the body of Christ, which, of course, encompasses fivefold ministers as well. 
Indeed, the blame for dysfunctional spiritual relationships and families in the ecclesia must be laid squarely at the feet of fivefold ministers and their failure to be spiritual fathers, generally speaking. The dysfunction of the body of Christ at large is an indictment against fivefold ministers, and the root cause of that prevalent dysfunction is the dearth of fathering by fivefold ministers, most of whom have used their gifts to produce institutional slaves and spiritual subjects for self-aggrandizing purposes, when what those functions are supposed to produce is sons of God. Compare with Galatians 4, 1 through 9, Romans 8, 14, Hebrews 2, 10, and Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Dysfunctional leadership produces dysfunctional progeny, or offspring. The unfortunate result of the dysfunctional leadership in the body of Christ is the spiritual immaturity, impotence, and poor productivity now generally manifest in the body of Christ as a whole. Compare with Ephesians 4, 7 through 16. While I'm talking about fivefold ministers in leadership, I'm compelled to say something that's bound to elicit the ire or at least the disagreement of some. Ministers who've spent their entire ministerial capital and career exclusively on extending their own ministerial exploits and fiefdoms for their own aggrandizement without investing into the next generation by rearing a spiritual progeny, when the books are closed and all the accounts reconciled, I fear could well be declared an insolvent or bankrupt enterprise. The Proverbs saying that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, Proverbs 13.22, has a spiritual application as well, and even underscores the fact that when a father sows into the next generation, intrinsically he is sowing into the generation after that one as well. Part of the role of fivefold ministers is to reproduce after their kind. Apostles should be reproducing and rearing apostles, prophets, prophets, and so on. The Apostle Paul was a sterling biblical example of an apostle who did just that rearing and raising up spiritual sons who he poured himself into and thereby empowering them to follow in his steps after his course was finished. Fatherhood is an exclusively male office or function. Only sons can be fathers. Even illegitimate sons can become legitimate fathers by eschewing the failures of their own fathers, spiritual and natural, and walking and operating in the Spirit. Females 
cannot father, regardless of how spiritual they are. The most spiritual female cannot father. In fact, though the greatest respect and empathy should be afforded many of the myriad of single moms in the world today, many of whom are not so as a result of choice, mothers trying to take the place of fathers or trying to fulfill the role and function of fatherhood has severely impacted many societies around the world today. Again, the void of fatherhood, that is to say, what fathers are created to provide for and to their children, cannot be successfully filled by motherhood. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Real Truth. I'm Stephen Lambert. Please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, and visit realtruthradio.com to join our mailing list. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of The Real Truth. Until then, this is Stephen Lambert reminding you that with God all things are possible and all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose.